0: Dr. Graber was originally going to do this talk and he's not here anymore, so I had one slide that's sort of a tribute to him. And I didn't use any of his slides, which he was really disappointed about. Anyway, my talk's about hemopysis. Again, I'm going to kind of keep it simple, because that's the way I like things. What do you do? What do you need to order? What do you need to send the patient? Um, I'm going to start with the case presentation. This is a patient that I actually saw in August. Um, He's a 63-year-old male. He presented uh, via EMS, states that he coughed, or maybe threw up, he wasn't sure. Uh, Relatively large amount of bright red blood. Paramedics said there's maybe 150 cc's. It was in the garbage can. They couldn't tell. Um, What do you want to know? What else do you guys want to ask? Shout it out.
1: What do you want to know? Okay.
0: Perfect. Vitals. So, here's what I get when he rolls in. I'm not super worried about this. He's a little tachycardic. A little hypotensive, but I dug into his old notes, and he tends to run slightly low. 100% room air, so that's good for this guy. Um, he looked chronically ill. Little bit of respiratory distress, breathing a little fast. It's holding a bag that has like this little bloody loogie in it. Here's his past medical history. Mm-hmm. Oh. Metastatic stage 4 non-small cell lung carcinoma. Diagnosed a year and a half ago, large hilar mass compressing the left pulmonary artery. Okay, that made me a little nervous.
1: All right, Diego, um, what do you do? So you just <coughs> put up on IPR, okay? Now what do you do at this point when you see this and mass like compressing on the pul- like pulmonary artery. Like, what should you start to be doing right now? Getting all the airway,
2: chest compressions. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: Make sure there's not like the 22 in the hand. All right. So this is where you like stop. your like two large bore IVs. All right. And like set off like typing screen and get all your airway equipment out at this point.
0: We're gonna I talk about all, all of this out. later. Yeah.
1: Exactly. Just find out like what's going on. And that was general. important.
0: With his patient. So, what is why, his code uh, status?
1: Let's tell him why we do that stuff instead of.
2: Cuz right. He's just coughing up a little bit, a little bit. Yeah. Just spit a little bit of Yeah. So, take it away. Why? What are you guys concerned about with this?
3: Massive pulmonary
2: Why?
1: He's got this big mass sitting right on his artery. Who knows if it's just <laughs> chewing its way right through. This is like the sentinel like hemoptysis before you know the Hoover Dam breaks. But yeah, before he he hawks up
2: more than a couple CCs.
1: All of a sudden, he like... On the blood sample, right. would it be any value? if He really yeah. didn't know if it was... And we
0: could have done that. <laughs> all right, so he's currently on chemo and radiation. Kind of a palliative thing, it sounds like, um, from his note. Has he been throwing up, like, all day? <clears throat> nope, one episode. One
2: episode. Did he cough it up, or did he throw it up? He's not sure. Good question. He can't question. tell me. Good question. Um, that's, I think that's he's creepy.
0: like, well, maybe I'm a little nauseated, and I'm, I'm not sure. I think I coughed it up. Has he pooped any? No. So, more past <laughs> medical history. Doctors,
2: you gotta be real <laughs> old, <straightforward laughs> with these yeah.
0: Yeah. He had bronchoscopy yeah. five months ago, showed um, intraluminal disease. Um, left upper lobe collapse. He's still smoking. I mean, oh, he might as well. Uh, why <laughs> why hasn't <stop>? had any <laughs> surgeries yeah. for resection. Um, he's still drinking.
2: Surprised
0: he doesn't drink more than that. No, I know. I probably do No, No allergies. Review of systems. Not real nauseated, no vomiting, no syncope, no feverish chills. One isolated episode, not poop and blood. He feels a little shorter breath, no chest pain. Here's what he's on. Um, the only reason I put this slide up is to demonstrate that he's not on Coumadin. You want to know that. So he's not on anything too exciting
1: things of
2: folic acid? Oh, it's good. They don't put it in beer. I'm not <laughs> 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 All right, so here's what I
0: see on exam. Um, I look in his nose and his mouth to make sure this isn't an extra-pulmonary source. He has a little bit of blood in his posterior oropharynx. Nose is clear. No JVD. Um, he has decreased breath sounds on the left, clear on the right. He's tachycardic. I'm not really finding anything else. He has some clubbing. He's been smoking for a long time. Did a rectal on him. No blood. Here's his labs. So what His baseline is
2: 8-ish?
0: I was waiting for someone to ask this. So I look up this patient. Is 7.7 new for him? He was previously 9.7. I'm going to say a couple weeks ago. White count's normal. We ordered imaging, so I will show you his imaging. Yeah, I'm going to have to and show to get into IPR here.
3: With that blood drop and then his his tachycardic, I think uh, you've also hit another trigger there for time to to do something else. Mm hmm. I mean, you should be calling the blood bank and
1: So you system?
0: can see that his outcome was not ideal.
1: Yeah. Oh, it wasn't, wasn't on my part. So. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Alright, so we snap a chest film. Here's what we see.
1: Oh. Whoa. Yeah, not normal. <laughs> All right. All right, that's <laughs> need to cover that. <laughs> 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 what about this experience? What is that?
0: Piss. So,
3: who's the simple algorithm
0: one? What do you guys think about this? Uh, you can you can say a lot about this. I don't
3: see a lot of air
1: bronchograms. <laughs> <laughs> so
0: recall that his last his last bronchoscopy showed that he has left upper lobe collapse. Um, he has this sort of hilar mass compressing the artery, compressing um, the the airway. He has no left lung left there. It's all squished up and you can see all his bowels up in there. So, the important thing...
2: Yeah. Um, just aim the left. Yeah.
0: So what I did Would is, I just put, pulled up an old, old chest film.
3: Clavian, uh, uh, line right. in that one. God, no.
0: So, I looked yeah, at so his so old chest films.
2: Yeah, you and they tell you, well just shoot for one of the next, we don't like to get him infected. <laughs> so put in an actor in his chest. Yeah, forget yeah. it. The
0: so, I looked at an old film. This is not entirely new for him. So, this isn't freaking me out that he has an entire new left lung collapse.
2: Show me his lab. Here's
0: Once he got admitted, we got a CT. I didn't get a CT done in the department because this guy was sort of palliative. Yeah. Here, let me just pull this up. The report on this is actually kind of interesting. is it going to let me scroll through very well? Close do long windows. Nothing there. One line. Oh, oh, there is some there. <laughs> so that just looks like crap. The report on this um, was that he had three a three millimeter left pulmonary artery left due to compression. There was more intraluminal disease. Here's an old chest film for you.
3: He's never had a pneumonectomy or anything because it looks like nope. there's some surgical clips over there. Uh, that's all, it's just all collapsed.
0: Yeah, he did not have surgery for this. So, So is that his old chest film? He had, he had METS, plural METS, and suggestion of maybe bone METS, so they didn't do anything. Here's an old, old chest film on him right down here. So, you know, the one I'm getting today is not entirely different. Okay. No.
1: <laughs> oh.
0: That was that was uh, <laughs> That's one of those questions <laughs> that I'm stopping my mouth in. sometimes before
2: I do a whole lot of other stuff. patients look at me like, <laughs> I'm like well, I just want to know.
1: <laughs> it's important that we all just know. And apparently, if you're in
2: hospice, you can still be a full code. Oh, yeah. 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 Which That's makes a real no bug sense bug whatsoever. We <laughs> had a guy yeah. the other day. Code oh.
1: doctor. Oh, yeah, you can like activate the code status. You're in from hospice. Nothing
0: makes you feel than All, crazy. Crazy. All crazy. right, sorry, guys. This is yeah. kicking me out actively.
2: Yeah, I <laughs> hey, something you change your mind at any, any point. Yeah, I rescinded some guy's kind hospital of admission last week. I didn't feel real good about it. Yeah.
0: Sorry, I just got kicked out. <laughs> Going on 80? Um, he's 60 going on 75. So I just threw in a couple questions here. We're going to come back to the case at the end. Any guesses? I have
3: no
1: clue. Um,
0: B.
3: These are the
0: ones that always cause my scores to go way down. <laughs> so it's B. That's pretty rare. John, I said
3: useless.
0: Oh. I know. There's two more coming. So. <laughs> <laughs> Epidemiology of hemoptysis. Um, TB used to be the number one cause. It's not anymore because we have good antibiotics. Now it's more bronchitis, neoplasm. Um, patients that are higher risk, males, Uh, There's 60-40 male predominance, age greater than 40, smoking history. And honestly, epidemiology facts, you can almost sort of throw them out because it's constantly changing. Patients with cystic fibrosis are living longer. We have patients with HIV and AIDS that have pneumocystis and weird fungal infections. So the stuff I have in epidemiology is a little bit worthless. There's a fun little thing. So pathophysiology, lung has two blood supplies. Um, blood supplies supplying the bronchial arteries is under systemic pressure. Uh, blood supply supplying the rest of the lung is just pulmonary artery pressure, so much lower. Um, your rate of bleeding and severity is going to depend on which vessel is bleeding and where is it coming from. It um, can happen many different ways. Anything that causes pulmonary hypertension, any kind of inflammatory or infectious process that erodes into vessels, and then any kind of bleeding disorder. And I just kind of listed out causes, um, bronchitis probably being our number one. You know, how many people do we see in the ER that say, oh, I, I'm coughing up blood. Um, you sort of get an HNH to make them feel better, but you know that they just have bronchitis. Um, so anything from simple things to a lung abscess or a strange fungal infection could cause hemoptysis. Inflammatory causes, um, CF, which also causes bronchiectasis. Pretty picture of TB. Cardiovascular causes. So PEs, severe mitral stenosis, which would cause sort of backup, or essentially sort of a left heart failure type story backup of blood into the pulmonary um, system. Uh, Not as common anymore. CHF can cause it. Um, Idiopathic pulmonary hypertension or from other causes, and then angiodysplasia. This is just a CT scan. Uh, showing big PEs. This is one of the uh, sort of autoimmune syndromes. Goodpasture's, Wegener's, and Behcet's syndrome, which I had to look up, and her picture popped up right away. I was like, oh, I'll put her on there. So she's, <laughs> she's the founder of the Behcet's Syndrome Society. Causes genital and oral ulcers, as well as pulmonary complications. More causes, hematologic causes, bleeding disorders, being on anticoagulants, iatrogenic causes, things that we do to the patients. And then obviously traumatic causes, you know, your trauma patients may have it if they have sort of a big old pneumothorax that's from rib fractures or something. Um, and then the ultimate badness, an bronchial fistula. Immunologic causes lupus, good pastures disease where you have the nosebleeds and you're coughing up blood, you have kidney problems, Wegener's, and then idiopathic pulmonary hemosiderosis. Um, and that's what the CT is showing. Um, causes sort of diffuse alveolar hemorrhage. Yeah. This is for Dr. Graeber, and he's not even here to see this one. picture mm-hmm. reminded me of stuff that he puts in his PowerPoints. Um, I looked in several different sources, and every single one has a different answer for what's mild, what's moderate, what's severe hemoptysis. This is sort of the numbers that came up most commonly. My patient was maybe in the moderate range, I don't know. And who's gonna measure this anyway? All right, history in patients. Recent onset cough, fevers, think infectious, um, anxiety, pleuritic chest pain, could be a PE. But how many patients with a PE are going to be coughing up blood? The number is pretty small, it's like 15 or 20 percent, even less in some studies. Um, Chronic productive cough, that's your COPD, emphysema patients with bronchitis, bronchiectasis, or maybe cystic fibrosis, Um, weight loss and cough, smoking, neoplasm. Physical exam, not great. You mean, look at their vitals, listen to their lungs. If they're really tachypnic and they're becoming hypoxic, they may have their alveoli filling up with blood and you need to intervene. Um, Look in the nose and mouth, like I said earlier. Listen for murmurs. Listen for crackles and wheezes. Question number two. There's two of them on here that actually are associated. So we see a lot of histo around here. Not really that one. C and D. There's a nice picture of Neocromoicosis. It's one good reason to not become diabetic. All right. IVO2 monitor. Two large-bore IVs. Type and cross your patient. If the patient is bleeding briskly, call pulmonology, call TCV. They may need the OR. They may need emergent bronchoscopy. Things that you should order. Get a chest x-ray. simple. You're dealing with the lungs. Most patients are going to have an abnormal chest x-ray if they're coughing up blood. CTs? good study. Um, it's better than chest X-ray. It's actually better than bronchoscopy for identifying the source of the bleeding, um, and can see then the blush get guides.
2: The chest CT, like, do like, abdominal CTs, that are actively bleeding.
0: You know, you know I, I didn't read on that. I don't know.
2: Does anybody know D? What was the question? They're actively I, like, bleeding. If they're actively bleeding, can you see a blush like you would for like an abdominal bleed? It's going to be hard because it's all just vessel sharing. Sure.
3: I mean, but the airway mm-hmm. just fills up with Yeah, just just fill as, for, I mean, identify. that's about as,
2: yeah, identifying the locations is going to be hard, especially
0: yeah. fluoroscopy. Um, make sure you get their coags, get a gas if you think they're um, hypoxic or decompensating, get lights, um, sputum stain and culture. That's because all the literature says it, the medicine folks are going to be the ones ordering that. I don't send enough people spit from the ER. All right, things that you can do.
1: These are T-shirts, babe.
0: <laughs> things that you can do in the patient that is bleeding out in front of you. If you know which lung is bleeding, like this guy, it was probably his left. Um, lay him on that side because the blood is going to pull downward and not contaminate the other lung. Um, intubate them, if you have to, use a big tube if you can get it in them because your pulmonologist is going to want a big tube to run their bronchoscope through um, also you may do you may end up doing a lot of suctioning and get clots and stuff, so the bigger tube, the better they suggest using double lumen tubes selectively intubating a lung. The only lung i 've ever selectively intubated is the right um, <laughs> <laughs> so. In this guy, it would have worked if, if I intubated him. You could have just pushed it right into the right. Um, if you think you're going to need to selectively intubate the left lung, you're going to have to call for help. That uh, stuff in the OR over the
2: scope. Yeah. Yeah. I'll yeah. just go cramming it down there. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Leave your stylet in and just kick it off that way. Um, so give them blood, give them fluids. Uh, reverse their coagulopathy if they have it. Um, If you think it's an immunologic cause, which I don't know about you, but I'm probably not going to figure out in the ER, if they have known good pastures or something, give them a big steroid uh, dose. Um, Admit them, they may need some chemo. So massive hemoptysis. Call pulmonology, bronchum. take them to the OR. Uh, These patients can go to IR, which is actually fairly successful in stopping bleeding. Here's another question. is an emergent mitral valve replacement. What do you guys think? Bypass. I just made up the other ones. All right, so this is the rest of my case presentation. Um, I ordered up some blood for him since this anemia was new. made sure he had big IVs, had some fluids going, just put him on a nasal cannula since he was sitting really well and was stable. Talked to him about his code status. And um, so he went to the floor, dropped his hemoglobin a little bit. They bronked him, didn't find an active source, found a bunch of clots. Um, scanned his chest and found those findings, and then sent him home to hospice. So the end of it wasn't too exciting. Does anybody have questions?
3: You can also give, um, can't you give like if a massive case, you can get VDAVP or a treatotype or like just kind of those life. Uh, threatening bleeds that I mean cuz these are these are non-compressible vessels that that are you know that you are just you're almost sitting there like kind of paralyzed what, what can I do what can I do um, and, and that I have heard is Well a, I I've done that
2: quite a bit with um, like very bleeding yeah. starting yep. out every yep. time drip it. it's if it's this good. guy hocks up a bowl of blood you don't know if it's coming from esophagus and or lung you can start the actual chat and you're probably not going to hurt them a whole lot with that. If you need to, you can dump a little over the time, and you're not going to kill anybody with the EPI, Absolutely. What if you don't know, and you want to just drop an inch, and get, like... No. And I didn't- That's what I was asking. Is that- well, I didn't say, because
0: we actually did that in this patient. We nebulized some lidocaine, just to be nice, because he's, like, a cancer patient, and... We, we stuck a small NG down him and just sucked to see, make sure he wasn't throwing it up, so since he couldn't give us a good story.
2: You'll have medicine people be like, put down an NG in this guy with no varices that's been banned in the past and like, it's got a little blood to see him out. Mm-hmm. That's not my job, because they have already got <laughs> stuff all messed around. In if they, you know, spit up a little bit of blood, it's not like varices, they don't have any history of varices, mm-hmm. I think it's okay. Drop an NG, flush it, see if it clears, and they probably got the ulcer there.
1: But people with varices, I don't go really putting stuff. Do you, does anybody put stuff down their throat? Not like semi-left in No, maybe? I mean, like if it's all that's rough up, you know, well, but not Yeah, I mean, if it's fixing to die, you don't have any options. Yeah, with this guy, you're relatively sure that love is going to Yeah. I mean, this you know, Aki's razor, right? The most plausible Explanation usually water your for me. Could it be, yeah, concurring, you got believe? Yeah. And he didn't have one big episode
2: where he was like, I was coughing real hard, and yeah. and I spit
1: up, you know, a couple of minutes to yeah, That's like That's what's embarrassing. Especially if it's negative to below. I mean, even yeah. the whole other yeah. negative. Yeah. yeah, I mean, yeah, downstairs is yeah, yeah. negative. So I mean, even people on upper jabs, they're gonna have some degree of something, you know, a change to or something. So and the other thing with this is, you know, if you're intubating somebody with a massive hemophysis, and I remember this case very well. This is, this is right before Barash was graduating. He was when he was a resident, and we had somebody that had DIC and had a massive like pulmonary hemorrhage, and it had sort of blood that was shooting out, and um, and we just couldn't see. So this is when I basically hooked up the two suction. You, you can use more than one suction catheter in somebody's mouth, okay? You can. So I basically hooked up both suction catheters. I stuck both of them in there, all right? So if, if it's that bloody back then, what's that? Yeah, double barrel the suction. I basically hooked up both of them and turned them both on like full blast. I stuck both of them in there. Oh I was involved in that. So that's right. That was the rule one. All right? So you can do that, right? So if, you're, if your one suction is getting overpowered, you have another port on there, okay? Put the other one on and put both of them in there. And that's what we needed to be able to look at the coin. We don't have the big ones, do we? And just oh, uh, <coughs> <coughs> that so guy.
2: <laughs> so yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So, so if so, if you run into a situation like that, you can
1: stick one more than more than one suction cap or something, right?
2: Yeah. And they make a product that you might have. And hospitals that you visit, that's just, it's a yank, but it's like bigger gage. Yeah, the big yank. Wait, true, this was in room one. <laughs> <laughs> was that? Like this blood bath,
1: yeah. room one. We should get no, those. Because I, yeah. I, I can think of five, f- yeah, multiple occasions where years. I would
0: have liked <laughs> bigger, bigger suction.
1: <laughs>
0: You're like pulling chunks of their lunch out of your way.
1: Do have any other questions? This, this electively intubating lungs stuff, that's not here, like us, you guys, we don't do that kind of stuff. We're more about securing airways as best we can and resuscitation. It's impossible to electively intubate lungs. Yeah. And the massive galoxasis, I mean, you can imagine
3: just how more difficult that's going to be. The blood is coming from your target, you know, the glottic opening is just pouring out. So I, I, I like your suggestion of turning them on the side. I thank God I never had to do it, but I just that's the case that I'm dreading to come into my emergency room when I leave. It's
1: just, oh God, <laughs> not please not me please be. again. That's what we talk about. Just have a plan. Okay? Just have some idea what we're going to do, and fall back to who we are. Right? Fall back to A, B, C, and go from there.
2: you versus floor for this guy. Cancer. You're worried about this could be a sentinel.
0: Well, know. he was he was DNR, DNI, and what so this guy we just talked DNR DNR. it over and we sent him to
3: the What floor. do you do? We didn't want exactly
1: this He's not trained
2: at the ICU. ICU. Um, He's not really 100%. Like, yeah. so he goes to the ICU, the
1: pulmonology is there. Yeah, so this guy goes to the unit. Don't let, you know, don't let those guys try oh, to a hard time, okay? Because this will be the person that wheel on like 6RC and all of a sudden it's going to be like Niagara Falls. All right, so... <laughs> Pull their
2: Did you have a hard time just following this guy?
0: No. He went to Hemoc and he went to the floor. Mm-hmm. And then they they really didn't do much except transfusion here and then send him straight to hospice. They're like, yeah, it's probably over. Mm-hmm. Good case. Thank you. Thank you.
1: you guys want to, um, you guys have done with our eval forms? Oh, I'm oh, sorry, you can. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you,
2: Pastor. Um, you know.